Coming up, are you like me and new to the world of programmatic advertising? Well, today's guest is a senior programmatic demand lead at Mopub by Twitter, and she shares what is all this thing about programmatic advertising, emerging ad formats, and why native advertising is the one thing that you should be focusing on. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. P7Dev.com is the one-stop shop for all your app development needs. They can help you with design, development, and even marketing. Plus, they're offering an exclusive discount just for the App Masters community. Check them out at B7Dev.com. Want to advertise through Snapchat influencers at scale? Check out fanbytes.com and see why brands like Universal and Sony Music use them to market on Snapchat. Learn more at fanbytes.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action fat content in the app business because I talked to some amazing people in the mobile app space to talk about growth, engagement, monetization. And I've just done a good job of surrounding myself with way awesome, smart people who help share their tips and tactics so that we can all learn from each other. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. She is the senior programmatic demand lead at Mopub. Sure, you guys have heard of them. By Twitter, her name is Christy Barger. Christy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Steve. What a nice welcome. (laughs) Christy, I hear about this all the time, and sometimes I find myself Googling this twice, but what the heck is programmatic advertising? Because that's what you guys are going to be, we're going to be focusing on today. Yes. um, To put it simply, programmatic advertising is automated buying. And so advertisers will buy programmatically through partnering with a demand side platform where they will plug into different exchanges um, that will send real-time bidding requests over and they will buy in an auction-based buying environment. What do we typically have to provide from a creative design assets? What do we, what do they need generally? Yeah, definitely. So um, different exchanges, um, support different ad formats as well as different DSPs will support different ad formats. And so it could be as simple as one ad size where you would just upload um, tags or that DSP would create those assets for you um, up to, I mean, five, six different ad format assets that you could provide. I see. And then when it, when it comes to like, I know a lot of people are talking about like action-based buying. Is that something that Mopub can provide as well? Um, can you uh, expand on action-based buying? Like more like, like for Facebook, I guess is the best way that I can think about it. But like, Hey, I want to optimize this campaign for people to read a book or if I'm audible, like download a sample. So something that we're we're optimizing for an action rather than just like optimizing for CPI or whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. So the way that uh, the Mopub Exchange works is that the DSPs plug in and they're buying all of our inventory on a CPM model. Um, But the marketers that are working with the DSPs are all backing into some sort of action. So that could be cost per install, cost per action. It could be a CPM plus type model. So most DSPs offer a variety of different pricing models, which all, I mean, back into what those advertisers' KPIs would be. What's a DSP? A demand side platform. Okay. 
I see. What is it like a demand side platform? Yeah. So a demand side platform is a technology platform that is um, buying in real time. And so they are buying based on a different, um, several different data sets um, and making decisions on the avatar for the advertiser based on the data sets that they receive from SSBs. So like, I guess a MoPub would be a mediation tool, right? So you kind of help us programmatically make sure that everything that we buy from the DSP side, where it might be chart boosts or some of these, you correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you help me sort of make sure that everything is properly managed. Yeah. So they offer, so traditionally like there's been ad networks that are out there. And so an advertiser would work with an ad network and buy contextually So if I am BMW, I go out and buy the auto vertical. And so I would advertise based on a content vertical, or I might go to a specific publisher and buy that inventory. DSPs add a layer of technology onto that buy where they're plugged into what they um, like. It's basically a um, technology. They have to have a bidder. And so when they're plugged into an exchange, that exchange sends an ad call to that DSP with 50 plus different parameters that include device ID, location, what the app is, what the app format is, several different things where that DSP ingests all of that data, makes a decision in real time, which is in 300 milliseconds or less, or less and then submits a bid based on what the value that they think that that user is and submits it back to the exchange. So there's definitely a technology layer that's happening in a data <clears throat> excuse me, it's happening versus where you would be buying across an ad network. I see. And where does Mopub fit in? Yeah, so Mopub is the exchange that DSPs plug into. So on the supply side, we have um, 50,000 different apps that um, have our SDK implemented into it. And then on the demand side, we work with over 150 DSPs that are accessing those 50,000 apps. I see. That's awesome. Okay, now you actually help app developers like us kind of set up the campaigns, make sure we properly have it running. So what do you first look at, Christy? Like when we come to you and it's like, okay, I want to grow. Like, where do you start? Yeah. So we, we do have a marketer program. Um, we don't directly do campaign management through that marketer program. It's more of a consulting arm where we help activate those buys through the DSP. But what we do is definitely help those advertisers reach their KPI. So if an advertiser comes to me and they're looking to grow their user base, and do user acquisition, I might help in looking at different inventory sites that might have high level of uniques or different formats that might reach the audience that they're looking for. I see. And then is there anything that you need to see in the first place? Like, do you ever look at and say, look, have you, or are they like already big time? And they're like, Hey, we know our metrics and everything else. Or are they like, you're like, Hey, you know, do you have X, Y, and Z set up before you even do any type of buys? Yeah, so um, mostly I'm just interested in looking at like, do they have an existing user base today? What are they trying? What are they trying to do to grow it? Is there a re-engagement strategy that they're looking at? Do they actually have money to spend in advertising? Right. So there's a lot of small um, developers that are out there that are trying to you know promote their apps, and that's great. So I think just in the space that we're um, working in, most of the advertisers are a little bit more established. I see. And then when you come, when you let's let's talk about more about re-engagement because that might be something that they're more keen on. Whereas us smaller guys might be only focused on the the top of the funnel user acquisition side. What's what's worked well from a re-engagement type of campaign? 
So I think that uh, where you plug in to do re-engagement is key. So at Mopub, we have 1.5 billion unique devices. And so that is a huge pool to be able to target uh, the right users uh, for a marketer. And so that, I mean, where you go to buy, where there's reach and scale, I think is the number one most important thing. And then two is around creative optimization. So are you working with the DSP that's making, that's creating your assets and able to optimize those, you know, in real time to make sure that you're reaching the right creative to the right user? I see. What are some of the more emerging ad formats? Uh, yeah, so native is continuing to grow. I think we heard about native almost two years ago, and it's still growing. It's the largest um, growing ad format on our platform and has the highest number of uniques. I think it reaches over 500 million uniques on the exchange today. Um, but in addition to native, playables has become big. So not only just a playable interstitial ad, but also rewarded playables as well. I've seen those. I don't even know how those work. Like, what do you have to do to have some type of playable and reward those, the 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 ad? Yeah, so first of all, you have to work with a DSP or creative agency that's able to make the creative for you. They're pretty technical. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the advertisers that are running these right now are gaming advertisers. And so the playable ad essentially is a little mini game. There's a play time that's allowed before you actually click into the ad where you would then hopefully converting or installing or taking an action. I see. That's, that's I mean, I've seen those. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Technology is going crazy. Have you seen anything from a native ad format that tends to work better than others? Like, is it, you know, like, I don't know what it is, but like, are there certain things that we can do from a creative standpoint that'll help us get better engagement on our ads? Yeah. So we call for five assets and that's, you know, combination of different, um, logo sizes, the text, the call to action, and the body. Um, Many times we actually see advertisers that don't submit all five of the assets that we call for. And I think it's really important that you are using all of those assets um, or you're creating all of those assets to be able to um, submit and serve. And as well as actually like that call to action is really customizable, not only I think for Mopup, but for other places as well. And so really making sure that you play with that button, like whether it's say install, download here or whatever it is, really um, play with that and optimize that to get the performance that you need. Can you share that Pandora case study that you told me about too? Yeah, definitely. So um, we work with Pandora through ArtsEye and they adopted native video on the exchange. And so this was a new ad format for them. And they were able to reach an incremental amount. I think it was 5 million incremental users on the exchange and lower their um, overall like you know, cost of doing uh, of doing business. And so it was a huge success for them. And they found a lot of value because native video wasn't a traditional you know, ad format that they had used in the past. And so, um, you know, it took a while for them to adopt this. But once they did, they saw the incremental reach and the value of this format. Where would a native video show up? Is it like a video on YouTube? Like it plays right before? Where does a video, like a native video ad show up? It shows in feed. So native display would just show up in feed and each publisher uh, looks differently. And we actually have a native preview tool where you can um, look and play with um, what your ad would look like on different publisher sites. So it is native to each application, but the video um, essentially like there would be a title and there would be a little bit of a um, an image and then the video would play like in the body right underneath that and be in the feed for the application. Are video ads still like, I know a couple of years ago, it was just like video ads. They are the best for the publishers. They're the best for the advertisers. Is that still the case or like 
playables? Like, is there something else taking over in terms of effect effectiveness? So I think videos are still very valuable and especially for brand advertisers. I mean, some of our brand advertisers are new to mobile. And when I say new to mobile, like in the past year, really started to build out um, mobile strategies and videos part of that. And where on desktop, they used to be running, you know, pre-roll type video um, or post-roll type video. They're able to take those video assets and run them in an interstitial format on the mobile exchange. So it's been really valuable for um, those types of brand advertisers as well as like an example would be like movie previews or studios. So it's, it's huge for them. Um, in the gaming space or performance space, it's still valuable. Playables is definitely big, more around casual gaming, casino type gaming advertisers, but um, videos and non-skippable videos remain to be pretty, I mean, pretty large. Our, how are banner ads doing? I know I talked to the ketchup guy, the Christian, who's a CRO of ketchup. And he's like, you know, banner ads are like the top number two revenue generator. And for, for them, like, how, are they totally obsolete? Or they still got some legs? Yeah, no, I actually, you know, they're, they're probably the lowest cost of entry. So and there's a lot of them out there in the market. So I, I always suggest that, you know, try them. I mean, I think it, it lowers the overall cost of uh, media when you incorporate banner ads. So like videos are just more expensive, playables more expensive because of the competition. Um, but banner ads still are actually driving performance and they're a lot lower cost. So if you had to rank them from like maybe a cost perspective, how would you do that? Is it just banner? And then, yeah, how would you rank them from a yeah, cost perspective? Banner would probably be at the bottom, but native actually is a lot less expensive than you think. Awesome. Like that would be the most effective too. And you're saying like, it's one of the more effective ones too. Yeah, definitely. definitely. That's really, that's really cool. There is there anything else that I miss, Christy, that you want to cover too? Um, no, I think that I mean know that you know Mopub is here to help marketers grow um, and manage their business. Um, we're here to help and educate and big believers in the mobile programmatic space. So we are also building out a marketer community. Uh, we're starting to have regional events where these are roundtable type environments where marketers can learn and grow from each other by sharing their challenges as well as we occasionally have some guest speakers. So um, more to come around the marketer community from Opum. Oh, I love that. I mean, this type of events that I actually run, I have these like little mastermind re retreats with app founders and that's, it is just like round table. We're going to talk. That's probably what I should start calling them more like round table talk. Actually, I did want to buy some time, Christy, with that question, but one of the things I wanted to get to, so I'm a big brand. Let's say I'm fairly new to the, the app space, the mobile space. Like when you're saying those ads, like I've seen a lot of the casual games, especially use like very like dumbed down type of video content to promote mm -hmm. their apps. Like what should, as a big brand, like should we be creating different content than we might be using on pre-roll or like something fancy already? Or should we just like, should we repurpose that content or should we create something specifically for the mobile? Yeah, I think that you can definitely repurpose the content. Um, the key differentiator in, in mobile is that after the video plays, there's an end card. And that end card can be your call to action where the user can then click that and then go onto the site. And so ensuring that you have an end card for every video placement in mobile is going to be key to, to your success. And from a video ads perspective, I know a lot of the bigger guys I've talked to, like from Viber and Fresh Planet, they're starting to incorporate some of the influencer marketing videos into some of their advertising. Are you guys seeing that on your side too? Like what kind of creative videos have people started using? What's been more effective? 
Yeah, you, it's usually almost advertisements for the game. So if you're in the gaming space, it's more of an advertisement for the game. And a lot of these gaming companies have wonderful creative studios that they can do that. Um, in the branding side, it can be commercial-like. Like I said, they can be movie trailers. We've also seen a trend with product-type videos. Um, traditionally, the videos have been anywhere from, I mean, they can run from five seconds up to 60 seconds in length. And there's been more of an interest in longer product feature um, videos, like if Mercedes wanted to talk more about, like, you know, certain features or benefits of the of their brand. I see. And any new trends that are coming up in the programmatic programmatic world? No, I think that brands are just shifting and starting to adopt more of the units that have been bought by performance advertisers in the past. So more brands are starting to think about playables as an ad strategy yeah. and just starting to think about programmatic in general. I mean, where it's it's just contributing to more of their ad spend. Are playables just specifically for games or are you seeing like non-games starting to utilize that format? I personally haven't seen the creatives, but there's a lot of talk from non-gamers. So whether if you're like a pasta company and you do a tic-tac-toe game with the pasta or you move the pasta around or, you know, there's different different ways in which people are thinking about how do they leverage this and how do they build this into their creative strategy. Because I could almost see like a utility or productivity app having a playable and being like, Hey, you know, check it out. This is what's really like for clear. You remember clear, like the really hip app. That's all gesture based. Like if I, if that were a playable and I got to see and interact with clear a little bit before I'll see like, well, this is a really well done app. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's game time. People like to play games. They spend a lot of time on their phones playing games. So it is just, I mean, leaning to what they, what they like to do. Are there any trends that you're seeing in the, I know a friend of mine is doing a webinar. She asked me this question. It's like, what are some trends that you're seeing in the mobile gaming space? So I'll toss that up to you, Christy. Yeah. In the mobile gaming space. I mean, I think, you know, more game developers are thinking about in-app purchases and like how to monetize those. And um, that, I mean, that's a big trend. Um, it's, I mean, it's always been there, but I think that it's becoming more as well as like, there's just, there's always new developers. I mean, we are signing and onboarding so many different types of, um, developers every week. And so I think it's just, there's an app for everything out there. And so it just continues to grow. I mean, it's, it's, I guess the biggest surprise is that it's, it's still growing at the rate, um, that it's been growing at for the past couple of years. Do you see the shelf life being a lot shorter? I mean, you know, the hit was Pokemon go now it's like Fortnite is going to be like another app in next year. And just like the shelf life is about a year, maybe six months. And then boom, you're going to have to start over and do something else. I mean, I guess yes, because I think about how like people use their phone and I saw a study that said that the average user has like 27 apps on their phone. And I think about how, you know, when I need space on my phone, I delete an app and then I download something else. And so, yes, I mean, and also our attention span too, right? It's becoming shorter with all of these um, different tools and gadgets that we have. Yeah. Well, Christy, anything else that we didn't cover? No, I think you covered it. Great. Well, I want to give you that opportunity. Well, before we hit the big finish, I do want to quickly thank my two sponsors, B7Dev. If you're looking for an app development shop that can help you even in the early days, or if you're a big company and you want to offload some of this work that you have, go check out B, the number seven, dev.com, B7Dev.com. They are the app development firm that I use and trust. And they, get, they do web too. So just check them out if you want any type of development work. And then lastly, if you need Snapchat influencers, you want to be on Snapchat, you want to reach these young people, I'm not there, but you want to reach the younger people, go check out 
fanbytes.com. They work with Snapchat influencers to drive low-cost downloads as low as under 50 cents CPI. So if you need to be on Snapchat and your core audience is there, then they are the platform that I would use and recommend. It is fanbytes, the cool way, the geeky way of spelling bytes, fanbytes.com. Christy, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. What is one app we definitely have to check out? Oh, one app you have to check out. I mean, personally, I'm a big Pinterest person, so it's not new and emerging, but it is the app that I probably use the most that's on my phone. I still love it. I mean, it's almost like my search engine for like, I don't even know, like Pinterest related things. Like it's a search engine for me. Definitely. And what's the hardest, I mean, what's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? The lesson that took me the hardest to learn is probably that everybody is going through something. So treat everyone with the same level of respect and understanding that they deserve. Mm, I love that. That's a good one. Christy, the, or actually to the users, to the listeners out there, it is Mopub. Look, if you're ready to start with this programmatic advertising that I know nothing about, it is Mopub. They got a great educational center as well that you guys should check out if you're just getting started in this space. It is the next big thing. Like everybody's talking about it all the freaking time. So it is the big thing that you should check out. Mopub.com. I'm sure you guys have heard about them. But Christy, do you want to send the listeners to anywhere else? No, Mopub.com is a great place to go. Christy, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.